Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast, a mix of business strategies, simple tips for studio growth and success with a touch of inspiration, motivation, plus raw and honest conversations to ensure you are building your studio empire. I'm your host, Jen Dalton, studio owner for 30 years, dance business coach, and author of the book, Teaching Dance Beyond the Steps. My business philosophy is creativity is our superpower. And I believe we all have the means and ability to infiltrate this into our studio. Just sometimes we can get too busy, distracted or overwhelmed to see that. And so this is exactly what I am here to help you do. Okay then, let's do this. Hit that subscribe button, sit back and relax. Now let's get ready to build your dance studio empire. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to this week's episode of Dance Studio Empire. Now, on this episode, I'm going to be talking about customer love or customer service or however you want to describe it. For me, customer love just makes it feel nicer. And so that's why I go with that title. That is one of the modules that we go through in Dance Business Academy because I think if we interact Um, a little bit better with the thought of customer love, it can help sometimes, especially if we're in tricky situations when it does come to dealing with customers. But what I want to talk to you about is how you're going to get those customers in the door, converting those inquiries into whether it's a trial lesson or getting them enrolled. I'm just going to talk you through a few different ways that you can do that. Now, it's a little bit trickier these days because a lot of interaction is online. A lot of parents are contacting us via email. And so it does make it a little bit harder to have those conversations and assess whether the person is the right fit for your studio. You can definitely do that through the written word, but it's not as effective as it is if you do speak to them in person or on the phone. And then in saying that though, there are still families who do call and ring. I hope your phone is ringing all the time. Um, But those are the times when you really want to take that opportunity and build that connection the best you can. Because those first couple of minutes of interaction is a good determining factor whether or not they're going to enroll in your studio. Because the goal is to have new inquiries coming in every day. And I will start by saying it's just set up the most easiest way for a for a person to go through the journey of inquiry to to having them registered as possible. And now this can be done, you know, in various ways. Um, maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's word of mouth, maybe it's through Facebook, uh, maybe it's through your website and Google um, SEO. So that is still t- for us. We get inquiries every day still, even at this time of year when we're, we're closing up in a couple of months, we still do get inquiries and they come through the website still. So my husband, I'm very lucky when we very first started, before websites were even like a, a thing, my very cl- clever husband worked out how to build our own. And um, it's quite funny, very clunky, but, you know, we were one of the first to have a website. And just using common sense, he just did, he just put SEO in our website just because he's just 
just smart, I guess. And so, and he still diligently does that every year, just updates the SEO on the website. So when people search for dance studios in our area, we always come up. <clears throat> we come up first. And so it is absolutely worth it. Um, I know some people probably don't put as much time into their website anymore, but just speaking from experience from us, it is still worth it. So if you do have one, maybe think about how you can improve your SEO. And you want things as automated as possible as well. So, and that's a little bit easier these days with some of the, the programs that we have, whether it be MailChimp, whether it be ActiveCampaign, whatever um, CRM that you're using, there are ways to set up a system so that if you get an inquiry, they can get emails straight away. So you can start that connection building right from the beginning. Now, with that aside, like I said, if we can get them on the phone, is absolutely the best case scenario because you can identify whether they are the right fit for your studio. You can have those, ask those questions that will make sure that you can put the child in the right class. You can you can offer them a lot more if you're having these conversations. One of the very first things that I always do, and I always encourage um, any of my team who are speaking, whether it's on the phone or in person, is to remember the name of the person you're speaking to and their child's name. And now, back in the old days, I was really, really good at remembering names. So even with a couple of hundred kids in my studio, I knew the parents' names and I knew the kids' names, and I didn't forget Fast forward now, I definitely am not that good anymore. Um, I don't know whether my brain is aged or I just have so much more in my brain, but I still know the importance of it. So I just write it down. So if I was answering the phone and they said, hi, my name is Louise, I'd write Louise. I'm just ringing about my daughter, Emily, who's looking for ballet classes. And then I'll write Emily. And so then I can just refer to them by name throughout the whole conversation. And what it does, it just, it's a new level of um, connection that we now have. And she knows that I'm listening and she can hear that I care. And it's such a simple thing to do that will make a big difference. So that would probably be one of um, my, my biggest suggestions when you're first interacting with new customers. Now, the other thing when you're first interacting is instead of talking about you, your studio, what you have, what you offer get them to start talking about them and their child. So ask, ask them questions. It could be a question like, tell me a bit about your son or daughter. Um, you know, have they done any, any type of dance before? What styles do they love? You know, do they love ballet? Do they love hip hop? Are they into singing and drama? Ask the parent, what are you looking for in a class? You know, what, what do you want? Do you want building friendships? Do you want exam work you know are they going to become professionals um, even ask them things like what sort of music do they like to dance to so when you're asking these questions it's actually getting them to talk about their child and talk about um, themselves in some cases the parents will start talking about themselves and that's okay because it again it is just allowing them to feel safe and comfortable in this environment and showing them that you really care about them because, well, hopefully you do. <laughs> hopefully you care about them when they're ringing. So that's um, a really good way to start conversations, uh, particularly if you are assessing in your brain like where you're going to put them, what classes are best suited for them. Um, just have, have a list of three or four questions that you can ask to get them speaking about their child.
and watch the um, watch the dynamic of the phone call change. It's very very interesting. Another thing um, you can do is use words like be aware of the language that you're using. So when you are speaking to them, you can just be acknowledging that you're listening by using words like "sure," "not a problem," "that sounds great," "perfect," um, you know things like that. You're welcome. Um, excellent. Let's just give her a try and see how she goes. So start using that type of language when you're speaking to these new inquiries. Um, it's just, it's, it's opening the door for them to, to come in and, and really feel like they're part of your family. Now, the next thing I would suggest you do is to know your timetable inside out. So be able to recite it to your customers if they're on the phone or you run into them at the shops. If it's large or complex, just keep a copy with you. And so I, for many years, would keep a copy in the car. I'd have a copy in my handbag. I'd have a copy at home and then I'd have a copy at the studio. So I was always able to refer to it right away. So, and again, if you've listened to some of our timetable, my timetabling podcasts, you know that we usually have a lot of um, several options for a particular age. And so I want to be able to throw those at a parent straight away so that they know, oh, okay, the classes, ideal classes are going to be on a Monday, but they can't make a Monday. Oh, you should come to our Thursday classes because we've got similar or the same uh, styles on that day. So you could come there. So it's again, a confidence in you and your business. If you're able to give them what they want straight away and not to say, oh, well, can't make it on a Monday. No worries. Good luck. And off they go. So you've lost them. So just by knowing that, being able to have that conversation, maybe you've got classes that are full. And so you can then refer them to maybe why don't, why doesn't she give Acro a try? Or why doesn't she give Tap a try? You know, there's room in those classes and then maybe spaces will come, uh, become available in the other classes down the track. So just be able to have that information so you can offer it. And so you just not finishing a conversation with a full stop and then you've lost a potential new customer. So that is my suggestion with just knowing your timetable or having a copy with you. And the other thing with that too, actually on a side note, is have your timetable really accessible. So on your website, have it so that there's a just a button that says click here to download the timetable so they can just go straight into the timetable. On your Facebook page, have have the links easily accessible so that they can get it. Have it as a download if possible. You know, it's just, again, going back to it, 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 the easier it is, the easier you make it for a new parent, then the more chance they are, they're going to be enrolling and the, the process is going to be easy for them. Okay, moving on. Always be speaking clearly and politely. Now, it's a, it's a funny one, this one, because there are some people who um, uh, come across a little bit aggressive or shy. Like I was saying earlier about don't make the conversation about you or your studio. Try and direct the conversation to, you know, your the child and what you offer them and what they're going to get from it. And this is try speaking, you know, in a really clear way about what you do and what you offer because it, it, it's part of the sales process, okay? So they're going to see that confidence in you. So if you're able to speak this clearly and assertively, assertive is a really good word as well. If you're able to speak this clearly and assertively about what you offer, the classes, the staff, your teachers, like all these things, then they're going to have confidence 
in the business that you run is it well if this is you know this part of the business runs like this then all the other parts must run this way as well and so this comes across in the way you speak the um and the language that you use so it's something just to be aware of as well um okay next point is i will always in a conversation leave the conversation with the expectations that you're going to see them at possibly a trial lesson or they're going to come to open day or something where you can say how about you know would you like to book in for a trial class would you like to come to our workshop and even they might be like oh maybe I don't know always finish with I really look forward to meeting you and Emily so go back to referring to the name um yeah I think it'll be really great for her to try come and meet the the other kids in the class and we'll see how she goes from there and so you're leaving um you're not they're not feeling like they're committed or they're they have to come because sometimes if um, a parent feels that pressure like they have to be there they will flip on the other side and it'll be like, no, I can't stand, that's too much pressure. I can't commit to that. You know, it's quite psychological really. So just leave it open and positive that you're looking forward to meeting them and, you know, booking a time or let them know a time and then always follow up then with an email just to to reconfirm with them as well. You want to just make sure that when you're on the phone, it doesn't sound like you're pressuring them. You, you just... You, you want to give them the opportunity to make the decision. And so um, I, I say often the, the more information you can give the parent is then allowing them to make an educated decision whether they're going to join or not. And that's what you want. You don't want to give them half information and then not be happy with something down the track. Just give it all to them. Tell them how it is. Tell them, you know, exactly the costs and the expectations. Then they can make a decision whether they're going to, to join you or not. And if you go into that conversation with there's no expectations that we would love to, for you to join, so there's not a desperation about them joining, but you're opening the door to welcoming them because you know the experience and the opportunity that is going to give the, to their child. And so that's the type of selling language tone that you need to be using when you're having these contacts with potential clients, uh, customers, sorry, not clients, customers. So, yeah, so that's a really, this topic about the language and and how to positively influence someone on the phone or in person, um, I love. And we do go into a lot of it in Dance Business Academy because I think it's so important. It's part of the sales process. And that then also extends into the classroom as well. So you as a studio owner should be teaching these tactics to your teachers as well, this this language, um, their tone, all of the, the words that they're using is so important because like it or not, I know we're dance teachers, but we're still in sales. We're selling. We sell every day. <laughs> this is just part of part of our, our job, really. So if you can do this in the best, most effective way, then it's only going to benefit you and your business. All right. Last thing, always when I'm speaking to someone or any staff is speaking to someone, and it doesn't matter if it's on the phone or in person is to obtain contact details. So you can just send them more information if you need to, or give them a call back or confirm a um, confirm a time. Having a phone number is really good. Um, the, the thing now with email addresses, which is great, obviously, hey, I'm a big fan of not speaking on the phone. <laughs> I, you know, I love 
texting and I love email. But there are sometimes, um, I don't know about you, but uh, there might be a spelling mistake in the email address or it, the email might be bouncing back or you might need to contact someone straight away and not not wait for an email to come back. So grabbing that phone number is really important. And even some parents are funny about leaving a contact leaving a contact phone number. It's weird. But if you just put it, well, it's about the safety of your child. Like if we need to contact you, then we're going to need a number. So that's just another little way around it if you did have a problem with um, a parent handing over that that number. But yes, always get their details. Um, if they haven't automatically enrolled onto one of your lists, um, then you certainly can add them. Even if they don't join, you can add them as a potential. Um, and so that you can, if you're running a workshop in the holidays, you can email them and say, we're running this workshop, thought you might be interested. And so you can still keep contact with them, even if they don't enroll then and there. And you never know, something might've come up in their life and six months down the track, they're like, oh, you know, okay, we're now ready to join dance. And so, you know, you've been reaching out to them. Maybe you've been sending nurture emails. Maybe they're part of your social media. So they've been there and then all of a sudden they're ready and then they'll join. And so, you know, it is worth putting in the time and effort and not just writing off people if you can't help them or, you know, if they're like, nope, sorry, too hard. Just don't write them off because there's still potential in the future of them being a, a family that's enrolled at your studio or the other thing is too, like if they have a positive experience, their whole journey, even if it turns out that they don't enroll, you're not the right fit. If that they have that positive experience, they're going to tell other people about that positive experience. And so they might not enroll, but then someone else might off the back of that. So it is absolutely worth it. All right, as you can hear, I am quite passionate about this side of the business. I love it. I love watching the conversion. I love watching, you know, the, a conversation change. Another really um, dynamic thing you can do is start to assess a situation when you start speaking to someone, whether it's face-to-face -face or um yeah, more face-to-face -face with this one, to be honest, but because I, I want to encourage you to start reading their body language and then work out what's going to work best in communicating with them. So for example, um, I, I sit at our, the desk of our studio on a Saturday and Saturdays are very busy for us. It's, it's quite an exciting day. There's lots of people coming in and out, um, lots of different nationalities coming in and out. And I love, I actually love the challenge of the communication, um, I say barrier with people because I, I actually take it on as a bit of a personal challenge. And so, but I've learned how to read uh, the body language of the person coming in. And it really is 50-50 male and female, mum and dad. It's not, you know, predominantly mum anymore. It's very, very much 50-50. And so I can generally assess whether I need to just stay seated while they're talking to me over the desk, whether I need to stand up so I'm at the same level as them, or whether I actually need to walk around and stand side by side with them and talk them through the processes and the expectations and the pricing and all that sort of stuff. And so again, it's a really powerful um, tool that I've developed to be able to build that connection to ensure that that communication barrier isn't an issue. And then I also will make sure that they understand how I've said it. And then if they still look confused, so sometimes I'll say, 
yeah, yeah, yep, yep, got it. But I know they haven't. So then I'll, I then will try and explain it in a different way. Not try, I, I do, I explain it in a different way or I'll, I'll get a visual aid or I'll, I'll use something different just to make sure that they get that communication. Because it, if you think about it, think about it for yourself. If you're going into something new, something that you know absolutely nothing about and you're trying to get answers, it's really, it's quite confronting actually asking questions sometimes because you might be like, well, you know, it's obviously so easy and I just don't get it. And I go back to swimming with my my youngest daughter when she was swimming and it was just such a foreign world to me and there were all these different comps and all these different memberships you had to join and I had to pay this and pay that and I, it was so overwhelming because I had no idea what anything was um, but thankfully the the club that she ended up joining was very good at communicating and if you if I didn't understand anything I felt very comfortable reaching out and asking them do you mind explaining what this is and that's what I want to be for potential families that are coming to be at my studio and that's what I hope that you are as well as a studio owner because we, we want that um, that feeling, that connection, because that's when they're going to join and they're going to join happy. And that's what we want as well. All right. Okay. Studio owners, I'm going to leave that there. As you can tell, um, I, I've been talking very fast today because I just really wanted to, to get this ball rolling. I'll be speaking more about this over the next coming episodes as well because I think it's really important and it's an area that's not focused on very much at all for us studio owners. So if you like today's episode, I would love to hear um, if you could, you know, leave a, a comment on our Facebook page. We've got um, Dance Studio Empire, which is our uh, Facebook private group for studio owners. We also have uh, at Dance Studio Empire Instagram handle now because I've, ch- I've changed it. So that's really exciting. Um, yeah, if you would like to reach out, DM me, um, that would be fantastic and share this information with other studio owners who this will benefit. All right, I'm going to leave it there today. I hope you have a really great rest of your week and I will catch you next Thursday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dance Studio Empire. If you enjoyed it, please share it on your stories on Instagram and be sure to tag me at Dance Teacher Central so I can say thank you. And if you really want to support me and the show, I'd absolutely love for you to leave a rating or review. For all the latest from me, you can follow me at Dance Teacher Central on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tune in next week for more strategies and tips to ensure you are building your dance studio empire.